Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Alicia here. As always, great to have you back. I'm joined by a special guest this time around. I'm joined by Matt Hackett, who is CTO at Beam, who were recently acquired by CNN. Welcome, Matt. Thanks, Simon. Thanks for having me. Now, I've done a terrible job of introducing you because you are much more than simply a, uh, a, a CTO. You've had a pretty interesting background. Did you want to maybe tell our listeners a little bit of the potted history of Matt um, <laughs> sure. prior to this point, and then we can get into some of the meat of the conversation? Yeah, absolutely. I, I won't. I won't delve too long into the part where I almost became a Victorian historian. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so my my technical background, you know, started as a teenager working on remote sensing balloon platforms. So I was actually an engineer before I I went off to college. I went off to college, ran the totally opposite direction, uh, as I just said. Um, and then through some sort of meandering paths, ended up uh, around 2009 at Tumblr, where I was the eighth or ninth person, uh, really kind of the second very technical hire they made. Uh, and then I ended up becoming VP Engineering and running the engineering group there for a couple of years. Um, Post-Tumblr, uh, I took a, a couple of years of wandering and then uh, found myself starting a, a company. Um, so I started uh, Beam with a guy named Casey Neistat, who I imagine a lot of people are familiar with, uh, in 2014. And then uh, built Beam, launched it, relaunched it, uh, and then got to the, the point we are today where we were acquired in November by CNN and are kind of starting something brand new. Fantastic. It's a, it's a really interesting background. I'm really excited to have you on the show because I know a lot of our listeners are going to be very interested to hear, obviously, so, some of the comparisons you have from the Tumblr days, which we definitely want to talk about, but also, obviously, your, your Beam experience of building a, a startup and, and going all the way through to, in this case, acquisition, you know, which is, you know, for most people, in, end game is either some sort of acquisition or listing or variations thereof. So often we talk to people who are at the start of the process, in the middle of the process, you've kind of completed that process. So maybe let's start with Beam. Tell us what Beam is uh, and some of the nuances of how you built it using AWS and and give us some give us some flavor. Sure. So Beam is and will be for about the next month because we are uh, shutting it down to focus on the new thing. But Beam is an app that was really focused uh, on creating a, a little bit more empathy and directness in social media and particularly around video. So, you know, our whole concept was that rather than stare at your phone while you're trying to share a moment, which is what everyone sort of uh, instinctively does when something cool happens, uh, why not just turn your whole phone into uh, a, a really simple trigger for recording? So we, we, did a funny little thing with the proximity sensor uh, on the earpiece of your phone, where if you cover that sensor and you cover it when you hold it to your body, uh, we start a recording. So that the idea was, you know, you're, you're at your friend's birthday party, something crazy happens, uh, you just hold the phone to your chest, it records a four-second clip, it immediately gets shared, and say you record three or four more clips in that fashion at that same birthday party, uh, we automatically detect from the geolocation and the time that those are related, we tie them together uh, into a, a single piece of video, and then everyone who's following, you can see that. Um, 
And that, that's, that's the, the very, very high level of how Beam works. A, a social network with, uh, sort of near real time video ingest and transcoding. So with AWS, I think that the thing that really made it possible for us to get started quickly, especially when we were a two person team at the beginning was Elastic Transcoder, um, which we used in probably are one of the more unique customers of because we're, we're not transcoding. Hey, here's an, uh, two hour movie and we want it done in these five formats we were actually you know really using it to in near real time transcode four second clips uh and then put output those uh into s3 and then through s3 serve them through cloudfront so we didn't have to build out a cdn we didn't have to build out a transcoder we didn't have to futz with ffmpeg uh you know probably within the first three or four days of me playing around with the code we were ingesting real video uh and then playing it out uh, on HLS on a global network, which is pretty remarkable in comparison to what that would have been like years ago. Well, that's, it's really interesting, and, and I think it's a, it's a good point here to kind of dive into the the, the, the history t- conversation. Goodness knows we're talking about 2009 like it's a long time ago now. <laughs> but, uh, but it's really interesting that, you know, you, you, firstly, I mean, you mentioned some, some things that are monumental challenges there. I mean, the phrase near real time, is fraught with difficulty and challenges mm-hmm. from a product perspective. And then global, the, the phrase global scale gets thrown around a lot as well. And that ain't easy either. Now, you, you came obviously from some of the formative years of Tumblr, which is a global scale, very rich media property. Um, give us some color about what it took to build video in those days compared to what you're able to do for Beam. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we were, we, we probably went through a million iterations of our sort of video pipeline. I think the biggest thing is that we had to put a ton of constraints on it. We had to say that, you know, you could only upload video of a certain length and a certain size. Uh, and a huge part of that was because we, you know, we literally had a process running and uh, holding the HTTP connection open to ingest the video, which is something that on AWS, uh, we just had S3 handle or CloudFront in front of S3 handle. Um, the, uh, you know, the other part of that is obviously serving it up. I mean, there wasn't, uh, we were using Flash at the time, obviously. Uh, there wasn't really uh, a well, well supported HLS like standard. Still, we're, we're, uh, Still searching for standards in that, and even HLS isn't isn't quite perfect, but uh, you know it's certainly standard enough. And so you know we we're uh, also on on the other side trying to optimize for how do we get this to to play quickly and cross browser and eventually on mobile. Uh, and that was just a, a you know a sea of pretty nitty gritty over the wire type optimization. Uh, that today the answer is okay, just put it on CloudFront. <laughs> and it's interesting, you know, when you, when you talk about the creation of, of Beam, and no doubt there's a huge amount of detail in there and, and challenges along the way. But what I'm seeing as, as a trend for people who are building new things is, is grabbing these pre-baked, highly scalable global services and just using everything they can from those and then adding like little veneers or additional extras or goodies that make sense for the product that they're building rather than trying to build it from the ground up. That seems to be the the way to go these days in terms of getting things done quickly, but also being able to scale when you are successful. And, um, and, and what have you found in terms of, you know, obviously you've been acquired now, so that means that things, things will change. But I guess as, as part of the acquisition, having sort of no investment in infrastructure per se, except a, a, an elastic investment, 
was that useful, helpful material to the conversation from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know the the easiest answer to that is the uh, the sort of you know, how do we transition our infrastructure to this acquirer conversation took about uh, ten minutes, and it was okay. Can you give us your AWS account number, and then we'll roll that up under the CNN Turner account, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that turns that turns a uh, what used to be a multi-week conversation and multi-month migration process to uh, to yeah, uh, <laughs> you could have that conversation over a coffee, I guess. Really, yeah. I mean, and quite seriously, I think you know. So that that is the 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 simple answer. I think the longer answer though is that we have a lot of common language around uh, how we build our service and how we, you know, maintain. An ops team and all of these sorts of things are, are relatively simple. So, you know, we did have a, a, a great sit down with the, the Turner and CNN teams and talk through things like, how do you use Docker? Uh, are you using last container service or are you using your rolled your own? Why do you do that? And that, that's, you know, they, they're, the level of that conversation is with so much shared understanding of how things work because we're using the same underlying services. Whereas, you know, maybe five or 10 years ago, you're starting at a really very, very basic level of you know, what are your uh, very complicated internal orchestration tools for these 10 different things that all, all highly scalable sites do and how do we learn them and are we going to port our system or not? Um, this is much more about, you know, what is the, what is the veneer you've put over the building blocks? Um, and it's definitely an easier conversation. For sure, for sure. Now, now thinking about your journey at Beam and, and- Obviously, you know, a lot of our listeners are either, either on that journey themselves or hope to be on that sort of journey one day. What, what's some of the, I guess, the technical advice you would, you would give them as, you know, having, having been CTO there? What are some of the lessons learned or the guidance you'd like to share? I, I think the biggest one is to really always keep your eye on your product and not so much on the, on the, how of how you're building it. Uh, and I think that it's really about, are we building something that people love? Uh, is it growing in the way we want to see it grow? Uh, you have to be answering those questions. And if you sort of over obsess about making a perfect system versus a good enough system, uh, you, you can find yourself as a technical person really, really easily distracted. I love the idea of whiteboarding, uh, you know, the perfect video pipeline for us, uh, the perfect way to persist relationships in the social graph. And in reality, actually implementing this sort of perfect pie-in-the-sky solutions uh, is probably going to distract me from the fundamental question of, is anybody watching these videos? Are they, are they good? Uh, <laughs> and and I, I really, as a technical co-founder, that is, I think, one of your biggest challenges is you don't really, you know, everyone is looking to you on the, on the technical and, and product side of things. So you can really uh, put people down some rabbit holes if you don't pay, pay attention and keep yourself in track. That's a really, really good advice because if, if you think about you know, why we're building these systems is to be used and kind of just like no plan uh, survives first contact with the enemy in wartime, uh, no product really looks the same after people get their hands on it because you just don't know what they're going to use it for. And when you're talking about social media and video, I mean, talk about the, uh, the, the, the doors being wide open or what the options might be. I mean, I guess when you built it, you probably had an idea of what it would be used for, but I'm guessing it didn't exactly always go that same way in terms of usage patterns and, and those types of things. 
No, absolutely. And I think we, you know, even, even though I say that, I do think there are ways in which we, uh, inevitably uh, over, we, we had to make guesses about what things were going to scale up and what things weren't. Uh, one of the things that happens in social networks, and even though I had sort of learned this with Tumblr, um, and we had a, a wide, you know, sort of having hundreds of millions of users, you have such a crazy, uh, variety of use. But one of the things that, uh, even with Beam, it's like impossible to anticipate is, uh, people, want to get followers and they will do anything to do that. And one of the, the key ways that, you know, we would probably mark as an undesirable or abusive behavior, but that people really just were looking for followers was to go and follow absolutely everyone they could. So they would follow five, 10, 15,000 people. And we didn't have any limitations on that. And so suddenly you're processing this graph that's very lopsided and uh, is changing constantly because they're literally following every new user they could find and really screwing up your, your, plans for caching. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that happens immediately on contact with the user uh, and is not the not at all something you, you could have planned for and uh, optimized for. So that that kind of stuff, it's it's great problems to have. And I don't think we we should have you know waited two weeks longer to launch to anticipate that problem. I think the right thing to do is just figure it out once it's out in the world. Exactly. The magic of software, isn't it? It can be changed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you're smart enough, you can change the code. <laughs> well, Matt, congratulations on the acquisition. It's fantastic news. And, and obviously, we'll have to keep an eye on, on the new thing um, and see what it looks like. Uh, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing a little bit about your your experiences. All right. Thank you so much, Simon. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We do love to get your feedback, AWS podcast at amazon.com. And as always, keep on building.